when we um, drive a car, my, uh, my husband drove a car, uh, we saw uh, so many explosions uh, under uh, under our house, and we uh, we realized that uh, now uh, we uh, couldn't uh, come back. And my husband decided uh, to um, to drive me uh, to uh, to Romanian border. Good morning. This is Epicenter NYC. We connect our communities to news, information, and each other. I'm Andrea Pineda Salgado. On February 24th, Putin announced a quote-unquote special operation to demilitarize Ukraine. Just moments later, the assault began through airstrikes and missiles. And soon after came a large ground invasion. That same day, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky enacted martial law. Now, 48 days later, the war wages on. Millions have fled seeking safe haven abroad, including journalist and mother Yana Mironchenko. Yana and her five-year-old son traveled from Kiev to Brooklyn after their home was shelled and robbed. Her husband, Igor Mironchenko, is a sports journalist turned politician who remains in the country along with their other family members. Today, Yana talks about what that first night of war was like and her experience leaving the country, her husband and her family behind, all while six months pregnant. My name is Yana Mirashnichenko. I'm from Ukraine. I'm from Kiev. I arrived uh, from Kiev because now in Ukraine, it is terrible war in Ukraine now, in Ukraine now. Could you tell me a little bit more about what life was like in Ukraine before the invasion? Yes. Uh, I worked uh, many times, a lot of years as journalist. But uh, the last five years, I had my production of television uh, videos and videos for social medias. I have uh, a good job. I have a good a good business. I have a family. I have a husband, and uh, I have a good good life before invasion of Russian soldiers. Can you tell me a little bit more about your family? Yeah, I have a husband. My husband is a famous journalist in Ukrainian, and uh, now he is a politician, and he, uh, he is a businessman. I have a son. Uh, he is um, about five years old. Uh, he he uh, will have a birthday uh, on May, <laughs> uh, and now I'm pregnant. Now I have 20, uh, 28 weeks uh, pregnant. And um, at first uh, day of uh, this war, my house uh, is situated near uh, Gostomel, near military airport, uh, which uh, Russian soldiers uh, wanted to occupy it. And uh, my house um, was shelled, was shelled, and um, was roped. And uh, my neighbors uh, who live near me, Russian soldiers uh, keep them as uh, hostages. But we are lucky we, we have a little time to escape from uh, this place. And uh, we were able to, to go uh, from our house and I was able to, uh, to escape from Ukraine. Uh, my, uh, my best friend uh, from Odessa, Julia, 
she's uh, she lives uh, in New York now about 12 years and she invited me to New York because she said uh, uh, it will be safety uh, for you and for uh, for your child when when you were back in Ukraine um, did you think Russia was going to invade I mean how were those moments leading up to you know the big invasion um, uh, at first uh, night of uh, this war we woke up uh, Uh, because we heard uh, explosion and we saw uh, so many militaries under our our house we didn't believe what's happened but but uh, after uh, after this this terrible situation we saw news and we found out uh, putin uh, started uh, to war i don't uh, i didn't want uh, to go Uh, from my house, I didn't want uh, to go uh, from uh, from my uh, my homeland and my country, and um, I believed uh, in uh, this is uh, must stopped <laughs> as soon. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the war is continued. Do you think it's going to end soon? I hope, but I, but I don't know. Do you have any family and friends that stayed behind? Um, what happened with them? My family live in Odessa. Uh, now uh, I think it is uh, not dangerous for them. Uh, my mother has her mother, my granny, and my grandmother is about uh, 90 years. Uh, she is very old. And my parents with my grandmother want uh, to stay. And what about your husband? Yes, my husband now in Kiev. Uh, he always uh, sleeps uh, in the bathroom or basement because because so many soldiers put so many missiles uh, every night and every morning on Kiev. Uh, my husband uh, works uh, now as volunteer and uh, he uh, helps uh, uh, to people. And how, how does he help people? He uh, sent money uh, to other people uh, because he, uh, he knows uh, a lot of uh, rich people who helps uh, Ukrainian. And he has a foundation uh, for this. And in Kyiv, um, how are people suffering the most? Is it that they need food, need water? What, what do they need the most in Kyiv? In Kyiv, I think... Uh, Our militaries, our army needs to car, needs cars, needs cars, needs um, uh, needs clothes, military clothes. Many people must left uh, from from houses because uh, because uh, uh, their houses uh, were uh, destroyed or damaged. And uh, I think Ukrainian needs uh, needs to help. For example, money, money, clothes, yes, medicine. And um, what happened to your home? Uh, my husband was able to speak uh, with uh, our neighbor about 10 uh, days ago. Uh, he, he told uh, about our house was, uh, was shelled um, by tanks. And um, unfortunately, I don't know. 
uh, how badly uh, my house now is okay <laughs> or not okay. I don't know. And uh, I know uh, that uh, Russian soldiers robbed, robbed, yeah? Clothes, food, uh, everything from, uh, from our house. Mm, they, they stole it. Yes, yes, yes. And when you came here, is there anything that you wish you would have taken? What happened when you came? What did you bring with you? Uh, we stay in our house one day. Uh, we uh, didn't want uh, to go, but uh, we needed to buy something, food, uh, water. And at night of February of tw- uh, 24th, we go to buy, uh, we went to buy something, something eat. But I have a good intuition and uh, I bring, uh, bring with me emergency case with medicine, document, some, uh, some money and some clothes for my son. And uh, that's all. <laughs> that's all. When we um, drive a car, my, uh, my husband drove a car, uh, we saw uh, so many explosions uh, under under our house and we uh, we realized that uh, now uh, we uh, couldn't uh, come back and my husband decided uh, to um, to drive me uh, to uh, to Romanian border mm-hmm. yeah and um, that's when you made the decision to come to the US Yes, because because um, because my my friend wrote me from New York. She said, "Me, you um, you have a visa." I answer, "Yes, I have a visa as tourist, and uh, my son has visa too." And uh, my uh, my friend uh, invited me to New York. Yes. When you decided to come here, what was that like? Did you just make plans with her? Did you know other people? Um, what happened when you came here to the U.S.? I walked and crossed the border uh, to Romania. Uh, then uh, we live uh, with my son in um, a volunteer's, Romania's volunteer's uh, house for two or three, three days. And then uh, we... Uh, we were going to Milan, Italy, and from Milan uh, we have a flight to New York. Mm-hmm. We have a long way. So, what is life in New York City now? I was shocked. Um, I met with uh, so many kind people, so many kind American who who want uh, to help us. Uh, many kind people, many kind people wrote uh, wrote my story on facebook and uh, so many people sent me money sent me uh, sent my uh, my son gifts uh, clothes uh, for me for my future baby many many women help uh, help me to find doctors yes yes it's it's so amazing for me yes and and how do you feel about that it's so amazing. I am. Uh, it's so amazing. I. I don't have uh, words. <laughs> I don't have any words. How's your son doing? Uh, he always ask, asks about uh, our daddy. 
uh, he wants to call him every time and he asked me uh, my uh, daddy will be alive <laughs> and he always uh, he always drawing uh, so many tanks military techniques uh, of ukrainian uh, of ukrainian soldiers yes yes and what do you tell him i told i tell him everything is uh, will be okay soon uh, we uh, we will be able to to come back and you will see uh, our daddy better help ukrainians I think American governments and American president uh, president uh, will be able uh, to help more, uh, not words, uh, but uh, but do uh, some actions. For example, uh, save uh, our sky, yeah, and help help uh, us uh, because we need uh, we need more military techniques. The more military um, airplanes uh, and tanks, because our country uh, is uh, too small than uh, than Russia, but but we have uh, very brave uh, very brave people, very brave army, and uh, I'm proud of my uh, my people. While Yana is grateful for all the help she's received, she hopes to go home soon. She has six months left on her tourist visa and does not want to become a refugee. But for now, with her due date soon approaching and the war waging on, she thinks her best option is to stay here. Luckily, there are many organizations across the city that are helping Ukraine and our neighbors like Yana. But they still need help. Yana specifically needs things like baby clothes, bottles, diapers, and postpartum clothing. Having to leave so quickly, all she took from home were important documents, a change of clothing, and her five-year-old, and a Ukrainian flag. If you want to donate, click the link in our show notes. We've also linked to a nonprofit, Razum, that has put together a great list of resources. Finally, before we go, a weekly segment with our community manager focused on COVID-19 here in New York City. Over the past few weeks, we've focused on testing, booster shots, and COVID restrictions across New York City. And while it's important to stay in the loop, it's also important to have fun while doing what you can to stay healthy. So today, I'm excited to share a few of our favorite outdoor activities. I'll kick off the list with New York City's Botanical Gardens. You might not know this, but there are seven botanical gardens across the city. Whether you're with kids, a date, or friends, botanical gardens are a great place to safely get together and enjoy New York City's stunning green spaces. And with cherry blossoms in bloom, now is a great time to check them out. Next, while shopping indoors may still be uncomfortable for some of us, there are plenty of great outdoor markets. One of our favorites is the Brooklyn Flea, which is open on Sundays in Dumbo and Saturdays in Chelsea. There, you'll find hundreds of vendors and local artisans selling furniture, vintage clothing, collectibles, art, and antiques. Also, the Queen's Night Market is back on April 16th. Keep in mind, the first few weekends will be limited capacity, so make sure to visit their website for details before you head over. And finally, go take a ride on the ferry. 
At just the cost of a subway ride, the New York City ferry system is a fun way to get outdoors and see the skyline from a new perspective. We recommend sitting up top. Do you have a favorite activity that is also COVID safe? We'd love to hear about it. Send me a message at daniel at epicenter-nyc.com. I'm also here if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about COVID-19 in New York City. For more ways to get involved in your community, visit us at epicenter-nyc.com. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting us as we do our best to support our community. We couldn't do it without you. And if you're not already a member, sign up today by using the link in our show notes. Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Karavika. You can find more of their music on their website, linked to in our podcast description.